virtually is a bit challenging because it takes out some of the dimensions, you know, shaking a hand, uh, uh, looking at someone. I think that the way to bridge that gap virtually is to create uh, a two-way conversation. Welcome to Virtually Live, the podcast. Every week, we'll get into the latest and greatest in marketing and specifically event marketing, audience engagement, and brand experience. To guide us through that, we've invited event professionals and marketing leaders from various industries. In this week's episode, join Amit Bivas, VP B2B Marketing at Monday.com, as he talks to Kaltura's Director of Solution Architect Virtual Events, Tal Saig, about relationship marketing and how events and building a strong event strategy play into that. Let's go. Hi, everyone. I'm Tal Saig, Director of Virtual Event Solutions at Kaltura, and I'm coming to you virtually live from Copenhagen, Thailand. One of the tenets of good marketing is building customer relationships. Our guest today is Amit Bivas, VP of Enterprise Marketing at Monday.com. Amit is currently in charge of Monday's new B2B enterprise marketing strategy and will be sharing some insights on how creating meaningful events is absolutely key for building strong relationship with customers. Hey, Amit, where are you joining us from? Hey, Tal, thanks for that uh, amazing introduction. Uh, I'm uh, coming to you live from uh, tele- virtually live from uh, Tel Aviv, Israel, uh, out of uh, Monday.com's offices here. And welcome aboard. Um, so super glad to have you with us today. And first thing first, for those who are less familiar with the relationship marketing strategy, can you explain what it means in a nutshell? Um, hopefully, uh, uh, marketers out there are very much uh, familiar with this. Um, and you know, in a nutshell, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty much self-explanatory. It's looking at, uh, 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 marketing to your customers, um, as building relationships. Um, you know, the days of, if they ever existed, uh, you know, like a, a touch and go, uh, kind of, uh, marketing strategy are long gone if they again, ever existed. And the idea is that, you know, every marketing touch point is part of a relationship building effort with your prospects, customers, um, generally with your market. Yeah, that makes sense. And is relationship marketing an era in the evolution of retention marketing? So, so I think, um, you know, again, this isn't something uh, uh, that's new. Yes, it has changed uh, uh, like anything else in, in our lives. Uh, in the course of the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years. Um, and if it's, uh, if it's, it's part of retention marketing, it, it wasn't like an evolution out of retention marketing. Um, it's part of acquisition marketing. It's part of everything that also isn't necessarily marketing part of your, you know, product strategy. It's part of your, you know, uh, your business strategy. Um, and I think that if you're looking for like the source of this, it's, it, 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 again, not necessarily the source, but all of the customer centricity approach. That's kind of what, uh, 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 you know, um, promoted uh, the importance of this uh, uh, kind of strategy. Um, so, yeah, again, it's, 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 it's a derivative of or a, compl- a complementary strategy for uh, a customer centricity uh, setting. And from the things you're saying, it sounds like relationship marketing could and maybe should be adopted by all type of businesses. What are your thoughts about this? In my humble opinion, uh, uh, yes. But again, it's 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 more than lip service. I mean, you know, if if you go out and ask uh, uh, business leaders out there, um, ask them, are you customer centric? Uh, I, you know, 
assess that, uh, um, you know, the, the vast majority would say, yes, we are. Um, and the question is, are they, you know, genuinely uh, um, customer centric? So, so, so I think that, you know, um, in my opinion, again, um, there's kind of this uh, a statement of there is no B2B or B2C marketing, there B, there's B2H, business to humans. Now, I'm not a big believer in that statement because end of the day, the, the, the tactics and kind of uh, uh, go-tos are different between B2B and B2C and there are you know substantial differences. So relationship marketing uh, um, is definitely an approach that every business should strive to, uh, um, to you know, uh, um, to perform and, and, and to, to adopt. Um, if it's possible for every business or every tough type of business, probably not. But again, talking about that, you know, uh, B to H approach. So I'm not, you know, a big fan of, of that statement. But end of the day, when you're trying to do business with someone, again, in a B2B setting, then it's a relationship. Whether you like it or not, or whether it's, you know, uh, uh, um, you can relate to this or not. End of the day, when you, you know, look at the marketing funnel, you start with awareness, consideration, all that stuff. It's a relationship. You know, you can you can kind of compare it to, I don't know, um, so many things. But at end of the day, um, when you're starting, when you're going through the funnel, you're building a relationship, you're managing a relationship. And what, in your opinion, can make the difference? So what makes a strong relationship marketing strategy? Is it having a data first mindset? Is it something else? It's, it's first and foremost uh, uh, having a customer-centric mindset. Now, mm -hmm. uh, data is a big component of it, of it, but not only. I mean, yes, you can look at the numbers, and, and that's super important. But end of the day, nothing replaces a, you know, a, a, a sampling and speaking directly with your customers, with your prospects, hearing in first person. Um, listening to conversations of your salespeople. Many times we miss on that, you know. Um, data is, you know, in marketing is in a way new, right? Like say 15, 20 years ago, we didn't have a lot of that. Yes, we did have some surveys that we were able to kind of look at as data. And, you know, in the course of the last, again, 10 years, everything is measurable, right? But I think we took it maybe too much to that extent. Again, we have to measure everything, don't get me wrong, but we shouldn't neglect and shouldn't forget the importance of actually listening to our individual prospect or to the buyer committee there. Eventually relationship marketing, you know, it's, it's a big thing. Um, and as you said, it's creating or being customer centric, having customer centric approach, uh, make sure to listen to your customer sales and so on. Can I say that it encapsulates different marketing strategies like ABM, events, creative, and so on? So every part of the marketing department just have the relationship marketing in the back of their minds always? So marketing, you know, is a, a, has always been and probably will always be a multidisciplinary uh, a practice, right? So uh, in the context of B2B, so you have field marketing, you have digital marketing, you have, you know, ABM programs, as you mentioned, and so on and so forth. Um, when we're looking at relationship marketing uh, from a strategic level, that means that kind of uh, uh, um, that's, you know, um, according to McKinsey, if I remember correctly, the strategy is the how. So how do you uh, uh, um, complement the business and, you know, reach and generate the business results that you want to through your marketing? So if a strategy is relationship marketing, then all of the channels, all of the different marketing disciplines should align accordingly. So as an example, um, you know, at events, make sure that, you know, you have, for example, a, you know, customer advisory board 
um, representing your customer base. Advise with them on how to build the agenda, what content is interesting for them, what are they expecting uh, from the event. And again, it's a mix uh, because obviously you have your business goals and, and you want to you know, uh, generate the value that you want from that event. But at the same time, you can definitely uh, uh, you know, practice a customer-centric approach and build those customer relationships through that event. Same goes for any other a, a marketing channel or marketing discipline. Were you able to reach to the level of engagement or customer centricity within a virtual event? So that's the million dollar question. It is quite challenging because at the end of the day, if we're talking about relationships as kind of like that uh, human interaction and, you know, looking at the subject of your marketing as, a, as, as, as you know, as someone that you're creating relationships with. So virtually is, 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 isn't a bit challenging because it takes out some of the dimensions, you know, shaking a hand, uh, uh, looking at someone. I think that what we're trying, the way to bridge that gap virtually is to create a, a two-way conversation. Um, and large-scale events that can be done through, you know, different uh, uh, interactive uh, uh, features and capabilities, right? You know, the likes of uh, polls, taking questions from the audience, um, and, and so forth. Um, what we saw um, that works really good um, when, you know, there wasn't any alternative to virtual events talking about, you know, uh, COVID uh, uh, times, uh, or the peak of COVID times is, you know, smaller virtual events uh, where you by definition can create a two-way conversation, right? So if you're running a large event with, you know, hundreds or thousands of people, usually it's a one-way conversation. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think that that's a wrong strategy, but you also need to have in your blend, in your mix, uh, also those smaller settings where you are able to create a two-way conversation. Uh, not a monologue, but more so a dialogue. And when that happens, you're building a relationship. I mean, if you think about it, again, relationship in any context can't be a one-way conversation, can't be a one-way communication. You always need to get feedback and respond accordingly. That's kind of like the, the ping pong of relationship, uh, so to speak. So um, you need to strive for as much as possible a two-way uh, uh, conversation, a two-way uh, uh, um, you know, kind of uh, uh, dialogue. And when we're looking at larger scale events, so maybe it's not a dialogue, but you do need to always get, uh, um, you know, feedback from your audience, A, in order to keep them engaged and B, in order to be able to adjust um, to their requirements and needs and kind of uh, 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 nuances that you can get from different uh, capabilities in virtual events. You joined Monday.com to design and lead their B2B efforts. And as we already know by now, you're an advocate for investing in relationship marketing. Um, and this must have played a big part in how you plan those efforts. Can you speak to that context of relationship marketing and how you build your um, marketing strategy, new B2B strategy for money.com? So I think, for, for again, for the most part, um, you know, and I've been here uh, for almost six months now, it's, it's you know, the first uh, step in um, looking at marketing as relationship building is understanding who's the subject of your marketing. So a lot of kind of uh, uh, learning um, on who are the different personas uh, that, uh, you know, Monday resonates with, what resonates with them, what is kind of the pain that we're solving, what do these conversations look like? I've, you know, the amount of hours of, of sales calls that I've been listening to, 
um, you know, could add up to, uh, I wouldn't, you know, uh, I'd say, I wouldn't say months, but probably a few weeks. Um, and, and, you know, understanding who is that uh, a person uh, um, from a business perspective, uh, but, but not, not just that we're speaking with. Who are these people that, you know, that, that, that are, what are the pushbacks? Why won't they take Monday? Why do they love Monday? And once you have that, that's kind of like the, the foundation of what you need in order to, um, you know, build and weave that kind of uh, uh, approach. Again, it all stems from uh, uh, customer centric. Put the customer, the prospect uh, uh, in the middle of it all and then build around that um, with kind of uh, um, that notion or that approach of, yes, we're managing a relationship. Yes, creating that two directional conversation. Um, it is challenging. You know, at Monday, we're looking at, you know, a, an addressable market that is uh, endless. Any uh, uh, human being on planet Earth, and, and if there's a, a life on, on Mars, uh, could be using, uh, uh, you know, Monday for their personal or professional lives. Um, so in an endless addressable market, um, that's even more challenging. Um, but again, there's always like a common denominator. You're seeing, you know, why people use Monday.com. And those are kind of, that, that can help you stress that uh, a message in your, in your, you know, messaging strategy. And then kind of like what helps, um, you know, what value do you, do you create for them? Creating the infrastructure to get feedback from the prospect and the customer. And usually that's, you know, something that, uh, that's not only marketing, but also all of the commercial side of the business, all of the revenue generating uh, side of the business uh, needs to be aligned with. So, you know, collecting feedback from sales on what, you know, um, what's the feedback that they get from customers. You always need, always need to strive to get feedback, both from a, a data perspective and from a, an anecdotal perspective to get those examples from the salespeople. So uh, that's kind of like uh, what I've been uh, doing, you know, for the first uh, uh, probably 60 days or, or, or a bit, uh, under, understanding who, who's the subject of the marketing. And then based off, off of that, building and kind of harnessing the different marketing disciplines and channels in order to cater to that and create that kind of marketing experience or prospect experience for the prospect uh, or the customer um, towards, uh, um, you know, uh, bringing them into an active sales cycle and, uh, um, you know, uh, partnering with them as a customer. You held recently a big event uh, at Monday.com, right? Um, was it part? of your efforts to increase B2B, uh, uh, is it leads or, or sales, B it's, general uh, B2B plans? We were speaking about relationships. I think that, you know, having your, you know, uh, annual customer event is a big part of that relationship. Like in any relationship, there are peaks. And I think that, you know, uh, uh, elevate our, um, our um, you know, annual customer event that, by the way, shout out to Kultura for being the platform behind our uh, uh, online um, event there. Um, is, is uh, So again, uh, kind of that, that event is, is, is a peak in the relationship um, out of a few peaks, right? But um, it's, it's that point of year where you're able to bring everyone to the table and kind of like share how, you know, how we see the future of work uh, in the context of Monday. Uh, and, you know, listen to our customers, see what they have to say. Um, exposed to them, you know, new products that we're planning to bring to market. Um, you know, where are the companies going? What the company has done in the course of the last year? Um, so, so I think it's, 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 you know, if we're looking at, again, at building relationships with your customers, I think this is, you know, one of the peak moments there 
where you know you're able to bring a lot of like-minded people that use uh, your uh, offering and your and your, and your product, um, you know, in the context of the future of work in our case, and talk about you know uh, um, strategies, uh, uh, thoughts, ideas, plans that we have around that. That is a peak moment. And the way that we built uh, uh, Elevate uh, this year. Um, was again, we, we didn't go for the hybrid event. So we had, you know, an online event, uh, um, but also around that another um, th three uh, uh, offline events, in-person events um, in order, again, to create that kind of uh, um, mix between, you know, the large scale online event, which for the most part can't necessarily be a bi-directional conversation. So uh, that as, as the virtual event, uh, again, it was built and planned uh, um, with, you know, a lot of uh, um, advice and, and, and feedback from our, our customers, uh, but also having those uh, uh, smaller events in person to create that kind of bi-directional uh, conversation with our prospects and customers. Well, I, I think it, uh, it, for me, it sounds like you um, sleep, eat, breathe, um, think relationship marketing. That's amazing. And if I look at the bottom line, the propose of it is just like any other marketing effort, bring in more leads to result with more sales. Um, how do you align relationship marketing and specifically events with sales? So again, um, if we're looking at uh, the definition of, of, of strategy and again, dumbing things down, it's, it's, it's the how, right? So what we all know what we're here for, right? We're here to grow businesses. We're here to build a, a pipeline and, and win more deals for, with, uh, uh, in partnership with sales. Um, the how is where these kind of uh, things come into play. So when you're looking at, you know, at, at, at marketing as, as relationship building. So, you know, you understand that we're, it's, it's, it's again, it's not a, a touch and go uh, kind of uh, um, engagement. You are starting a relationship from the awareness stage. And again, depending on which event we're talking about, but an event uh, uh, could be, you know, uh, at the beginning of a relationship where you meet a, a, a prospect from a certain account for the first time. What is the impression that you want to leave there? And we all know that, you know, the people that usually, if we're looking at, you know, the trade shows of the world. So, you know, the people that attend the booth for the most part are people from the business, from the sales org. Um, so kind of like equipping them with a, what they need in order to treat that initial interaction with a prospective client as the initial, st the, the, the initial um, interaction with uh, someone you're building a relationship with. Now let's manage this as a relationship because we understand that the way people buy technology has changed because we understand that we're all humans and you know uh, um, th th this is a long buying process. Let's treat it as a relationship. Now, not sure that needs to be on the table straightforward. Yes, we're, we're managing a relationship with you, Mr. Prospect or Mrs. Prospect, um, but definitely kind of building it that way across channels, across touch points, that it's part of a longer journey that is a, a relationship building and, and, and managing. Ah, incredible. Um, do you have any last words of wisdom that you want to share with our audience? Last words of wisdom. Talking about uh, two-way uh, conversations. Does anyone in the audience have any words of wisdom for me? Uh, any feedback on this approach? Now, I, I think that end of the day, um, my words of wisdom is, you know, um, tr many times trying to take a step back. You know, all of us are tied into our day-to-day -day and doing things. Um, make sure you always uh, uh, have that time to take a step back and look uh, more at the macro side of things. Um, you know, 
are we in, in the context of, of you know of of, of this uh, specific uh, conversation I'm having here with Tal? So, um, are we managing relationships with our customers and prospects? Um, what can we do to manage better relationships? And these kinds of questions that you're only able to answer genuinely when you take kind of like a step back um, are, for the most part, um, answers that you know. If you're genuine with yourself and frank with yourself, uh, many times they can derive a lot of actions that uh, can create a lot of value and, and kind of needle moving um, changes. So not sure if that's word of, words of wisdom, but just like a good tip that I got in my early days um, <laughs> that, you know, take a step back, look at the bigger picture and then dive back in. But make sure you don't forget to take that step back. Anything that comes out of your mouth is wisdom, Mr. Uh Bivas, and thank you so much for this lovely chat. I enjoyed, as always, hearing you, sharing your unique point of view and insights. And our audience, feel free to drop some uh, questions in our chat or to reach out directly to Amit via his LinkedIn. I'm sure he'll be happy to respond back. Thank you and enjoy. Tal and the Cultura team, thanks so much for having me. I hope I was able to generate some uh, of value and you know, have our audience uh, get some takeaways. Uh, as always, big pleasure for those of you that don't know, Tal and I have a history. Uh, we worked together uh, way back. Uh, so always a huge pleasure um, to speak with you. And uh, thanks again. Thank you, Amit Bivas and Tal Tseig for joining us today. And thank you for tuning in. To give you a little taste of what's coming next week, here's seven questions and events with Jamie Hunt, Vice President for University Communications and Chief Marketing Officer at Old Dominion University. So seven questions in seven minutes uh, is what we've got here. I don't know (laughs) that I'll ask any follow-ons to this, but anyway, um, let's go ahead and have some fun with this, Jamie. All right. Um, So I'm going to insert one that wasn't in the original list. I'm going to put it up front, but here's question number eight, and then I'll go back to number one. So what's your favorite university mascot? Oh, gosh. My favorite university mascot is Goldie Gopher, University of Minnesota. I was a gopher before I was a gopher, so I've got a root for Goldie. Very good. Very good. Very good. All right. So as we sort of focus back to uh, a virtual events or, or marketing to uh, prospective students, what's the one thing you want your attendees to get out of an event? I really want attendees to walk away feeling engaged and feeling excited about the experience that they just had. I don't want them to feel like they just got information. I want them to feel like they were part of the event. I love the distinction between information and engagement. Yeah. All right. Second question. So what's your favorite way to engage with audiences? Hmm. That's a very good question. Um, I think I actually really like the side chats that can happen in a conversation where somebody is speaking and you can have sort of this back channel conversation. Um, those are my favorite ways to engage with people. And um, for that DJ dance party I mentioned earlier, that was happening throughout that DJ dance party and people requesting songs and, and being really hyped. Um, so I really like that. Great. So um, this is a fun one because there are no restrictions on this. Unlimited budget, anybody you want. Who's your dream keynote speaker? Oh, gosh. Um, I think I've got to go with Alan Stein, author of Sustain Your Game. Um, I absolutely love his book. And um, 
I've gotten to know him a little bit through my podcast and he's just a fantastic person. And I think he brings a level of energy and enthusiasm I would love to have at my event. Very good. Thank you for that. So as we talk about virtual events again, so which trend in virtual events are you most looking forward to? You're kind of stumping me. Um, I think I, I'm wondering if there's opportunities for um, greater, uh, what's the word am I looking for? Augmented reality experiences. Okay. You know, may, can we feel like people um, can take advantage of VR or something to feel like mm -hmm. they're actually physically in a space? I think that's an mm -hmm. interesting um, idea and, and concept. No right or wrong answer there. So <laughs> thank you. Um, Let's see, what's an event marketing pitfall, and this is you offering advice, right, that uh, people should watch out for? I think the biggest thing is trying to slap something from one um, platform into another and just like trying to exactly replicate, for example, an in-person experience in an online environment. You have to start from scratch, start from what the technology is capable of and, and build from there. And, and I think you're going to see a similar response out of many of the marketers uh, at Virtually Live. I'm sure. Um, so what is your go-to source for personal development um, uh, information in terms of events and marketing? Where do you do your research? Where do you get your intel from? To be perfectly honest, I often start with Twitter. I have a very big network on Twitter. And I start by asking folks there if they have recommendations, um, kind of ping my networks, ping my friends, try to get people to point me to things that they've read and seen, like crowdsource that information. I think there's nothing better than that. So part of what we're, we're hoping to accomplish is to help create community around marketers and not just in education, but even, even more broadly. So as you consider that, you know, a shout out to another professional that helped influence you uh, or that is your go-to person when you're looking for info, but who do you want to hold up as an example of uh, someone that um, uh, brought goodness into your profession? Yeah, I would say that Terry Flannery, um, who is the author of How to Market a University, she has been doing this work for 30 some years. And she was one of those pioneers, one of those people who said this is needs to be a lot more sophisticated than it was um, and really has pushed our industry forward. And she has been just a great resource for me um, throughout the years and I'm always happy to plug her. Very good. Jamie Hunt, thank you so much for your time today. Um, we appreciate you sharing your experiences and thoughts about marketing and higher education with the community at large. Um, I look forward to seeing you in person next. Thank you, it was a pleasure.